You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, folks? This is Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobie. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the recap edition. The Seahawks lost a tough one, 28-23 at Lambeau Field to the Green Bay Packers. But like we always do, we're going to bring in the big guy, Ray Roberts. Ray, how you doing today? I'm all right, man. Survived the uh, the the snow sleigh ride home last night in the snow, so that I was all I'm all good about that. Good, you got to get rid of those low pro tires, man. You need a truck. Yeah, I know it, right? <laughs> I, I I got behind a big truck and just trailed it all the way to Woodenville. There we go. Hey, well, obviously a disappointing loss. Um, the Hawks look like they might be able to pull out another miracle. Um, but what do you learn about this team on Sunday? You know what, like I. I've always had like an appreciation for for Russell Wilson, but it's almost like um, I've kind of bought in even more to just like his way of thinking about competition, his way of thinking about training, his way of thinking about winning. Uh, like sometimes you know people have uh, you know these things that they do that that kind of prepare themselves mentally or physically, you know, emotionally, whatever. And sometimes you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, just go play football. And, uh, but last night, for some reason, like all those things that he talks about that, that how he prepares himself for, for, for competition and games, um, I just had a new appreciation for it just because, um, because he, he, in his mind wants to win the football game, no matter what the score is, no matter what point of the game it is, no matter how far down you are or, or, uh, you know, what injuries you have or what have you. That was one, probably the most the, the biggest thing that I, that I kind of walked away from. The other thing was just um, just needing to get some reliable weapons around him. You know, the the injuries like really hurt. The you know not having the running back and then the injuries along the offensive line, but also just that receiver DK came came along uh, real nicely. Like I just like super impressed by that dude and the work that he put in. And then uh, Tyler is Tyler, um, but you know just having some more people that you can count on that can get open, uh, that he can get the ball to so that he doesn't have to work miracles all the time. And then on on defense, obviously there's some some spots that need to be tightened up and, and uh, you know, maybe the safety spots and things. But, you know, with, with everybody healthy and another year together, I feel good about the weapons that they have there, especially if they can get Clowney back. Everyone talks about Russell Wilson's grit and his resilience, which he is, has both of those. But let's focus on Dwayne Brown. This dude had surgery three weeks ago, and he's out there giving it all for his team. What did you see out of Dwayne Brown? I was just, I mean, again, you know, from the first time I met this dude, like, honestly, just watching him get in his stance, I was like, all right, this dude is a real baller. Like, this dude is a a man's man. Just the way he just kind of settled into his stance, like, with so much confidence and, ease and just kind of like been there done that I know what I'm doing uh but then to hear that you know he stood up in front of the team and just said you know what I'm I'm gonna give you everything I have uh for this game like I'm gonna play and I'm gonna give you everything I have 
And for the most part, like, he was the same old Dwayne Brown. Like, he had to knock off a little bit of rust against some, some really good pass rushers. But sometimes people don't understand what it takes to play this game and what people go through to get themselves ready uh, to, to perform. And so to have to play three weeks after surgery, knee still hurting, still swollen, uh, and a really cold, like it's, it's even harder to keep that thing warm and, 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 and uh, moving in the cold. Uh, and then to say like, man, I'm doing this, like obviously he's doing it for himself, but I'm doing this for you guys. Like I'm, I'm doing this because this is how much I care about this team. This is how much I care about Russell Wilson. This is how much I care about, uh, you know, Quandre Diggs. This is how much I care about Pete Carroll. I'm going out there and I'm going to give you everything I have. And so that's why at the end of this game, there were so many people like that, like uh, that just left everything on the field that it's really hard to, to, to read some of the tweets and things that people are saying about firing this guy or getting rid of this dude or, or this, play, this player doesn't do this thing or whatever it is. It's like, man, you have no idea the, the, just the, 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 the mental fortitude, the strength that it takes to say, I'm in pain. And I'm still going to go out here and give this, this team every single thing I have. And that was Dwayne Brown, and that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think fan bases kind of get spoiled a little bit. I want to remind folks of 2008, 2009 when I was on the team, when 4-12 and 12 and 7-9. So, uh, you know, the fact that <laughs> these dudes were able to pull off 12 wins this season um, is amazing. Now, I want to I ask you about Marshawn Lynch. He had uh, two touchdowns last game. Uh, wasn't really able to get the run game going. What do you think the problem was there? Was the running backs? Was the injuries on the offensive line? What were you seeing there? I think it's a combination of everything. I think, you know, bringing Marshawn back was like a great emotional lift for the team, and then seeing him score touchdowns was pretty cool. But you, you, you were never thinking that he was going to rush for 120 yards on, you know, 30 carries or something or another like that. So, uh, so I think they got out of him what they wanted to get out of him. And then it was just, just unfortunate that, uh, in this game, I think there was an opportunity to run the ball, but the score kind of got away uh, away from you, and so you just couldn't do the things in the running game that you wanted to do. And then also just the injuries uh, on the offensive line. I mean, you played you know a lot of the season without your starting center. Uh, your, your left guard was in and out, and then Dwayne Brown was in and out, and then your tight end, you know, Will Disley, who was a really accomplished uh, uh, blocker, you don't have them either. Then you then you're down also your running back. So. Uh, I think as it relates to the running game and Marshawn Lynch, I think they got out of him what they what they kind of thought they would get out of him. I think yesterday they probably wanted to give him the ball a, a few more times, but like I said, it was you know twenty one to three. You kind of kind of get away from the running game and, and get get to throwing the ball. But uh, um, I was excited that he was back. Uh, you can tell the locker room was excited he was back. I think a lot of people have a lot of appreciation and thankfulness and and uh, for for him being willing to come back and help the team that way. And then just like I said last night, some of the open mic stuff, you hear him talking to the young guys about, you know, being ready or, or what you have to do or, or just taking them under his wing, like those, those types of things, you know, hearing some of the stuff he was saying to Homer on the sideline. Um, I mean, that, that stuff is invaluable. That's some stuff that'll, that'll stick with those guys, you know, for a long time. So his impact will last longer here with the Seahawks than his physical self. And so I think that's a pretty cool thing. Do you think he's going to be back next year? You know, I, in, in the back of my mind, like it's like, man, it'd be really cool to have him back. But then when I just think about it realistically, if you have 
uh, you know, Carson and Penny back. Uh, I'm not real sure what role he would play because he's not he's not going to be uh, you know a guy that just comes in you know third down and catch passes. Uh, and he said the 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 way he runs the ball, he's more of a volume runner. You know where he kind of gets going and and then you know in the third quarter when he's been pounding on everyone, then people are you know are tired of tackling him. That's kind of when he kind of does his thing. So I'm not real sure like where he fits in. Um, it'd be cool to you know if he was just. You know, if he could be Marshawn and just be around the team, uh, you know, you know, maybe kind of like Cam Chancellor was while he was injured. But as far as a, a role as a player on the team, I just don't. If you have all the pieces back, I'm not real sure how he fits in. Yeah. So, in true Seahawks form, we're moving forward. What does this team have to do to get better next year, and what positions should they address in the draft? Uh, well, you know, I, I think. You can still um, find some offensive weapons uh, on the outside. I still think there's there's another another receiver or two. I, I, I like you know Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, but the other guys just I don't know. Like they just sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. So you need you need like some consistent threats right there. Uh, it'll be awesome having Disley back. So that's kind of like a, another draft pick in and of itself. Uh, and then I think you know, depending on what you do on defense with those uh, with the defensive line, like you need some people that can get after the that can get after the quarterback. Uh, if if Clowney's back, it'd be great to have him back. Uh, but it also would be great to have someone opposite him that can that can take the pressure off of him. Uh, and then that also opens it up for Reed in the middle. So I think there's some different pieces you can add that way that kind of can help other people. So you know, adding another pass rusher helps Reed and Clowney if he's back. Um, and then, uh, and then just keep developing the offensive line. Like those guys, uh, you know, your potties, you know, older and beat up and flukers the, the same way. Uh, but they have some good young dudes behind them, I think, in, in, uh, Phil Haynes and Jamarco Jones. But, uh, just adding depth to that and then bringing in, bringing more quality offensive linemen. Uh, cause you can see the drop off, uh, when we went from the, the starters to the, to the second team guys. And so just adding depth to that to that spot, I think, is, will be important. Well, Ray, sad to say this is the last time we'll get on Hawk Talk together. Not the last time we'll talk, but the last time uh, we'll, we'll be on the podcast together, man. We have appreciated your insight all year. Thanks for taking time out. Love you, big man. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. And I, the last thing I just want to say is, like, it's, it's a weird feeling to, to not have any more games to play, but to feel good about next year already. <laughs> like, like even, like, driving home, I could not find a reason to, to feel sad other than I'm not going to be with the guys, you know, talking football anymore. But it, as it relates to the Seahawks, man, I, I'm super excited about next year already because they have a lot of pieces. And Russell Wilson, you know, you still have Russell Wilson. You still have Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright played play really well this year. So uh, I'm super excited about uh, what's going to happen, what they're going to do in the draft, and the team they're going to uh, bring to the table next year. All right, 12. Big Ray is excited. Y'all should be excited too. I'll holler at you, All right. Man. Peace. All right, moving right along. We're going to get to our main takeaways. What did we take away from this game? First things first, Seahawks got dominated in that first half, Ness. 21-3 to 3 is kind of tough, and anytime you're on the road, you're at Lambeau Field, it's cold, you can't get anything going, you can't stay on the field, you can't get stops. It looked pretty bleak, but as bad as it looked, we've watched this all season long with Russell Wilson, so you knew 
they were going to find a way to get back in the game. You just weren't sure if they were going to run out of time. Yep. Just ran out of time. Another takeaway, Russell Wilson took the game over in the second half. Tell it two halves. First half, couldn't get nothing going. I think they were kind of giving their run game a, a true chance. Second half, they say, you know what? Forget that. Let number three be special. Toss that thing all around the field and make plays with your feet. Well, you love seeing it, too, because he was at that point where he was like, no, I'm not sliding. Yeah. If I'm running, I'm getting the first down. I'm putting my head down. And you just you just love to see the grit and the toughness from him because he said, listen, we are not losing this game. and I'm going to do everything in my power to get us back, and he did. Yes, he did. Another takeaway, Devonta Adams, man. I mean, 160 Ooh. yards. I think you threw a stat at me yesterday. Every catch he made was for a first down. Yes. I mean, what – can you do this guy is a baller I mean it it's tough man he was just an absolute backbreaker and he just I mean to have eight catches for 160 and every single one of those go for first downs two touchdowns I mean he was just he was a difference in the game for the Green Bay offense I think Aaron Rodgers was eight of 19 for 93 yards when targeting anyone else other than Adams so he was a damn problem yeah he, he definitely was a problem uh, the running game wasn't much of a factor yesterday. They gave it a chance in the first half. Um, I think there was one series where Marshawn List touched the ball three consecutive plays, really trying to give it a chance. Just wasn't happening. What did you see? God, it, it was tough because the, the series you're talking about, you go eight yards on first down. Yeah. Then then I think you get one, and then you get and then you get no gain, and you have to punt. And and as good as Marshawn was, because Marshawn is special, if you get him inside the five, he's going to score. That <laughs> is money. just who he is. Yeah. Um, and Ray mentioned it. He is a volume runner, so he's a guy that needs 25 carries to wear people down. And when I thought of that series specifically, it just made me think, man, we really miss Chris Carson. Yeah, yeah, well, we felt him for sure. Another thing we learned, man, <clears throat> Dwayne Brown, he's tough. We touched about it, touched on it with Ray. Like knee surgery, you had – uh, tools in your knee. Mm. Your knee was being operated on three weeks ago, and now you're out in Lambeau Field where it's cold, giving it all you have. Dwayne Brown showed that hey, it ain't all about the money. He mm-hmm. cares about this game, and he cares about his team. He could have shut it down. Are you kidding me? This yeah. is a this is a 12-year vet who's been there, done that in this league, has to get knee surgery, um, and did everything he could to come back. This man wasn't, wasn't out there practicing, running around. He, he Took it up to game time, told the team the night before, hey, I'm going to play. I'm going to do what I got to do. And it didn't look like – you could tell he was 100%, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, that's a shell of Dwayne Brown. He was yeah. still out there, you know, mixing it up with everybody, keeping Russell Wilson upright. And uh, there's – you can't say enough about Dwayne Brown. I mean, that is a guy that you want on your football team, and he just shows the leadership and everything about him is just unreal. And what people don't understand is he's going to feel this injury – Five years from now, six years from now, mm-hmm. when he wakes up and that knee hurts, he's going to think about Lambeau. He sacrificed his well-being for this football team. Um, people need to tip their hats off to Dwayne Brown. Uh, last but not least, uh, defensively, the Seahawks played much better in the second half but just couldn't get the stops that they needed. Um, where, where did they go wrong? And what do you think needs to change on the defensive side of the ball? It's tough, man. I mean, it's I said it yesterday, it's the money downs. They, they were not – they could not get off the field on third down and um, – you know, sorry, side tangent. The Seahawks were right to punt the football yes. on fourth and 11. Yes. I'm going to yell for the people in the back so you can <laughs> hear me. That was the right call, okay? You had three timeouts, a two-minute warning. They made the right call. And honestly, it was just disappointing because you just wanted to see Russell with a chance to get the ball back again, and we just couldn't get out the field on third down. I think Aaron Rodgers was like 8 of 10 or something like that. Yeah. 
on third down. And it, it was tough, man. I mean, Devontae Adams killed us on a couple. You had the Jimmy Graham play, and it was just – it was just frustrating because not only that, most of those third downs were third and seven. They were third and long, and we couldn't get off. And that's definitely something that we need to we need to fix. And you know, moving forward, um, whether it's getting more pressure on the quarterback and, and just finding ways to develop in the secondary outside of Shaquille Griffin, Quandre Diggs had unbelievable seasons. I think Trey Flowers had a really good season this year. He kind of struggled down the stretch, and it's just it's just figuring out ways to get better in the secondary. Yep. Forget your analytics. Fourth yes. and eleven. Come on, man! Timeouts, come on, stop it! This is ridiculous. That is, I cannot even, I can't believe that that was a conversation on social media and and people talking about that. It just doesn't make any sense. If you don't get it, it's first and ten from your own (laughs) thirty-six. Like, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta love the Twitter, folks. All right, we're gonna move on to top performers. We gotta talk about Russell Wilson. Twenty-one of thirty-one, two hundred seventy-seven yards, one touchdown. Led the team in rushing for the second straight game. This guy was poised as usual. He made great decisions. I can honestly say this year, I've seen Russell Wilson make five bad throws maybe. Where yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. But he's so responsible with the football in his hands. He makes great decisions. He has that never-die mentality, and it was on full display last night. His ability to prolong plays and find something, because Green Bay defensively did really well. They're secondary. A lot of times when we were worried about the pass rush, that so we'd have kind of more of a mass protect look or it's a two-man route. And Russell did everything he could to keep plays alive. And I think one of the Green Bay defensive linemen was said, compared it to chasing a chicken around with no fence. <laughs> Saying they like they just that's how special Russell Wilson is. And he showed he's probably not gonna win the MVP. We know Lamar Jackson's probably gonna get that, but Russell Wilson showed that there is no one more valuable to their team than Russell Wilson. And I don't think it's close in the whole league. Facts. Another top performer, Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 136 yards, and one touchdown. Love the stat line. What I liked the most out of Tyler Lockett was the emotion that he mm-hmm. showed. You can tell this dude wanted to win this ball game. I asked Pete, I go, was it the playoffs or, you know, what got him going? Were they, were they talking trash out there? And he said he just wanted to be a part of the game. He wanted to have an impact of the game. Um, and he showed that he stood up in front of the team and told them he was going to give everything that he had. And the kid balled out last night. Well, just the intensity, man. He makes a big play, gets him with the helmet. They don't call. He stands up. And, you know, I mean, I loved seeing the fire out of him. He is probably the nicest guy yeah. on this football team. But when it was game time, it was a playoffs, it was a vision around playoffs, Tyler got out there and was a bad dude. And I just love to see the swag and the confidence out of him. Yes, sir. Next performer, Marshawn Lynch. He had 12 carries for 26 yards, but he had two touchdowns. And with his two touchdowns, Marshawn Lynch has 12 career postseason rushing touchdowns, which is tied for fourth most all times with Terrell Davis and John Riggins. The guy scores. Forget the yards. See, and – and if you taper your expectations, anyone who thought Marshawn was going to come out here and rush for 100 yards and look like he did in 2012, that's just not real. He was brought here to do exactly this. Short yardage, score touchdowns. The guy is still a tough you-know-what. Oh, my God. Inside the five, it's a wrap. You're giving him the ball. You know he's going to score. And I, I just love to see that vintage kind of takes you back memory lane to see 24 bouncing off tacklers. Guys don't want to touch him and gets in the end zone. And to see him get – Four touchdowns total in the time he was back and three in the postseason was great to see. So I I asked Ray this. I'm going to ask you, do you think Marshawn Lynch is back next year? Oh, man, never say never, I guess, right? I mean, with a healthy running back core, I mean, it'd be hard to see to have four, but 
you never know, man. I, I love to see 24 again. It was, and if he's not, it was just special to see that 24 and have him run out of the tunnel again in a Seahawks uniform and just give us a little bit more of that Marshawn magic, man. Do you think they, uh, he's Ring of Honor? I think they get to put the 24 up there? Oh, I think they got to. I mean, that's that that that's a whole diff. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast for all of the members of this era of Pete Carroll. I mean, there's not enough room in the stadium to sell the Ring of Honor members, yeah. man, because it's like where do you start drawing the line of all these talented guys that were instrumental in all these wins? So it's it's going to be wild, but of course, yeah, no doubt. All right, moving on to the receiver roundup. Like Bench and Tyler Lockett had nine catches for 136, one touchdown, a long of 31, and he was flexing on them out there. Got to love this. is we, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. It was really weird where Tyler had one reception on, like, seven targets. And we're yeah. like, that's not – I love that we saw yesterday, boom, ten targets, nine receptions. That's a Tyler Lockett game. That's a Tyler Lockett game. DK Metcalf had four catches, 59 yards, a long of 24. Efficient as well when it comes to, to target and receptions ratio. Five targets, four receptions. Might not have had the big game that he had in Philly, but he still made some plays out there. Yeah, you, like you mentioned, he's improved so much this year, whether it's how he's catching the football, getting open, being a good possession receiver, running deep routes. All He has a full route tree, everybody, okay? <laughs> I think he proved that. Forget about the damn three-cone drill. Love to see what you saw from Metcalf this year. Jacob Hollister had five catches on six targets for 47 yards. Hollister did a great job this year filling in. When you lose, again, you lose Disley. Vanette is gone. Uh, Mike uh, gets hurt. and he's, he, he's forced to play. He's forced to play. I don't think they were planning on playing Hollister this year. No, Hollister did a great job. He wasn't on the roster to start the year. He was on the practice squad. And for him to step in and have all the moments he had where it was a game-winning touchdown in Tampa, the great performance he had in San Francisco, and just doing – Everything he could, man, because Jacob Hollister, he takes a beating out there, and he yeah. gets up play <laughs> after play after play. So I love, love, love to see that from Jacob. Travis Homer had two receptions for 27 yards. Luke Wilson had one for eight. Um, I mean, I just – I cannot stress just how proud I am of mm-hmm. this group. You know, you, you got a rookie receiver in DK. Who knows what he's going to do? You got the smallest, one of the smallest receivers in the league in Tyler Lockett Mm -hmm. uh, balling out there. You got your fourth and third tight end out there in Jacob Hollister making plays. I mean, almost every position took a hit except for the quarterback position. And um, because of that, you can put anyone out there. Russell is going to allow them to flourish and put them in positions to succeed. So now we're going to go to the coach's corner. We're going to talk about the touchdown Russell Wilson threw to Tyler Lockett. It was a seven-yard touchdown, and it came off of a 12-play, 84-yard drive that took up about six minutes. Russ takes it, slides to his right side, looking to the end zone, looking, looking. Now he fires a dart. Touchdown, Seahawks! Tyler Lockett slams that ball into the turf as Russ gets outside and waits for his receiver to uncover in the back of the end zone. From seven yards out, Seattle answers back to the answer of the Packers, and it's 28-16. Now this play right here was was typical Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. There's a tight bunch formation to the left. They motion Lockett over. It looks like Lockett runs an out and up. Russell gets some pressure from an, an interior defensive lineman, rolls outside the pocket, buys time, a little pump, uses eyes to move the safeties, delivers a strike, and Mr. Reliable 16 gets up and slams the ball. It seems like he was trying to puncture the earth when he did it. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, I love it. <laughs> Tyler, man, you got love to see it. I mean, if anything describes uh, the 20, 
19 Seattle Seahawks is a play like that. That's Russell it. Wilson scrambling, making a play, finding Mr. Reliable Tyler Lockett and spiking it down. Love it. All right, so the best thing, two words, grit and perseverance. This team had a bunch of injuries, dealt with adversity, and still found their way into the playoffs and still had a chance at the mm, end of the season mm, for a mm. number one seed. With, with, all, with, with all, the, all the things that happened to this team this year, this team is one of the most resilient teams I've ever seen. I mean, think about I mean, it. People really don't understand. You lose your starting center, lose your starting tight end, lose your top running backs. You're losing your left tackle for a lot of time. You're losing guards from time to time. You lose your starting linebacker, Michael Kendricks. You lost a couple safeties. Then Quandre comes in, then he gets hurt. So he's out for a couple games. Shaquille Griffin missed a couple games. I mean, it has been unbelievable. And then you lost a couple other guys. You, Jaron Reed started the year. We missed him. We lost Gordon. We lost Al Woods. We went through all of this stuff this year and was still had the ball under four minutes with a chance to win the game and go to an NFC championship. And honestly, I, I can't – as disappointed as I am, mainly because selfishly, like, I love being around this team and doing what we do and being able to cover this team week to week. So I'm disappointed and sad that we won't continue to go on. But I, I am so damn proud of this team. I, words don't even describe it. It's probably one of the – Proudest I've been over any Seahawks team just for what they did to get to where they got. Yep, super proud of this team. If they're healthy, I believe they're playing. Uh, last but not least, the future is bright. 2020 is going to be fun. They mm-hmm. got, they have pieces in place, and let's not forget who John Schneider and Pete Carroll are. Yep. They're going to make some moves. They're going to will. They're going to deal. They're going to get some guys in here to fill a couple of voids. But big ups to the 2019 Seattle Seahawks. No one picked you guys to do anything this year. Nope. Uh, you overcame. You are resilient. You fought through injuries. It was a heck of a run. It ended short, but it's all good. As long as you got Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, JD, got to get clowny signed. Uh-huh. You get those guys, I think this team will be fine. Hey, it's been real. Thanks for uh, checking, checking in with us every week with myself, Michael Bumpus. My guy, Nasa Chobie, Ray Roberts, Paul Moyer jumped on and, and, and had an uh, episode with us. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Hang in there, 12s. Root against the Niners next week. We'll see you next time.